Rob here, getting you set up for a feed drop from Recap Kickback Chappelle's brand new podcast, where each week in February, he's doing a different top five from Black Media. Today, it's the top five greatest Black romance movies. Ooh, Valentine's Day week. And he got into it with Mari that he is doing this whole series with and Tyrone Graham from Off the Hook podcast. And so they've got this top five up right here. Now, of course, you could listen to this here today. Maybe check it out here this weekend. But of course, if you want to hear everything that Chappelle has up his sleeve and you never know when he's going to drop something, recapkickback.com to subscribe. Check out everything Chappelle has going on. Recapkickback.com for the podcast and on YouTube. And I present to you the latest episode of Recap Kickback. Recap Kickback, of course, is where I get together with you, the listeners, and dive into the world of black entertainment or whatever else I decide to talk about. Again, it's Black History Month, and we are in the midst of our February Top 5, where every week we will rank the black movies and television shows to find the top five of each genre and celebrate this supersized Black History Month. We got one extra day, and I intend on using it. So with me once again, you guys, to talk about the five black comedies this week, my co-host who knows exactly where her top five rank in this top five. It's Mari Ford. Mari, what's up? Man, um, I'm excited about this one. I this, this one has the most disparate of results. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I think there's a consensus top two slash top three. And then the rest is just like, go with God. Like, really? Literally. I will, I will tell you the the drop off, the the vote count drop off as well, because this one seems way, way more of a drop off than um, our other two. So, and I think it's because the black comedies, we, we source 15 of them. It, I mean, these comedies run the gamut and comedy we, we know is subjective. And so everybody has different things that make them laugh. So if you're not the top one, two, that's getting, that's definitely getting in, everybody's individual top fives the rest of it is just kind of like small smatterings of of votes so it's very interesting i'm yeah i'm really excited to talk about it and we have a great guest to join us this week so uh, i've been loving these these top fives i hope everybody else has thank you we love hearing from you guys we've been hearing from a lot of people so keep it up please we we love to get feedback Yes, loving the feedback, loving the reviews and the five star ratings and the emails. It's It's been a good time. It's very interactive here. So let me just let y'all in behind the curtain. So what I do when I'm trying to figure out, OK, what are we going to include on the survey? I just go ask a bunch of black Facebook groups. So I'm talking about the, <laughs> my journey, a group of a uh, group by uh, Planet uh, EGOBN, which is uh, the spinoff of the Extraordinary Journey of a Black Nerd group, right? So I put it in both those groups normally. And they don't like for you to be promoting podcasts and stuff like that in there, so I really got to make it covert. Like, hey, y'all, just wondering for no reason at all, you know? Um, mm-hmm. This is what I want to know. And I got so many responses for days yeah, and days. Yeah, and so I just took the ones that had the most responses 
and we narrowed it down to like 15. So that's not even, that's not even like a small, like it was a lot of options. And so mm-hmm. then we like, okay, now rank your top five from there. And that's when we send out the survey. And so we'll probably do something similar to this week, but we have to figure out a better way of kind of, um, you know, getting all this stuff consolidated to where we get a strong top five, because I think maybe because the comedies, I mean, black folks is really known for comedies. I think that mm-hmm. maybe because the comedies are so strong, it's really hard to pick a standout, yeah. you know, but amongst the group. Yeah, so. I think there's a there's a standout, but the the thing is, it's r- rounding out the top five and and right. the rest of them. Yeah. yeah, it's like a game of inches in there, you know. Um, yeah. So so again, if you like what we're doing here, if you have any feedback, you feel free to use it, leave it in our YouTube comments. Feel free to leave us a reviews on recapkickback.com, uh, or you can leave it on Apple or Spotify. Five star reviews and stuff, five star ratings uh, in the Facebook group recapkickback.com slash Facebook. You can also uh, send us a DM. You can uh, email us all the ways to contact us and let us know what you think. But remember, be nice, you know, because I'm an artist. We are sensitive about our shit, okay? (laughs) So uh, that said, Mari, with us today, I'm pleased to introduce the Kickback audience to a uh, Black movie expert, I would say. Uh, Listeners of Nothing But Netflix podcast may have had the pleasure of hearing his takes on TV and movies before when we covered uh, You People and They Clone Tyrone. So now he's back to assist with a topic he knows too well in Black comedies. It's my boy, Tyrone. Tyrone, what's good? What is good? I am happy to be here, especially about comedies. This is what I grew up on. Like, in my family, if you didn't Joan on or know how to get Joan back quickly, then you, you might get kicked out the family. You might get denounced. <laughs> and I'm sure one of the movies that we're going to talk about has denouncing involved in it, actually. But um, no, I'm excited about this opportunity, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk. Mm-hmm. Ty, when you say comedy. when you say Joan, Ty, I hate to interrupt you, but you got to, you know, we got some listeners. You got to give us the. Give us the Urban Dictionary definition of when you say Joan on, what are you saying? I am talking about joking on. And actually, you know what? The fact that I have to define that is why everybody should be an early adopter. Like, don't be a follower because you learn some new stuff outside of just the black stuff that we're talking about. It's also the lingo as as a part of it as well. And Joan means to joke on, to talk junk about. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) To high side, to scope. To, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. We we do that here. We we definitely do that here. Um, Ty. Also, could you give people like your background of like how you end up here? I mean, I know you're a podcaster. Everybody, everybody should know you as like my best friend. But what what else do you do that makes you such an expert on this? So I think I'm an expert on this because I grew up in a strong black family, and that, honestly, that's the <laughs> only credentials that I need to give yeah. you. Hey, relatable content. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest thing is like, uh, I'm the youngest of three. Like my brothers are seven and 10 years older than me. They're bigger than me and funnier than me and taller than me and all of that. And so I was the little pipsqueak. I was the little one that was picked on. And so if I ain't learned how to kind of jab back, then it wasn't wasn't no win for me. Like I'd be a depressed little guy. So at this point, um, I had to learn how to jab back and comedies was probably the top thing that taught me how to jab back. Okay. Um, okay. So before we get into the rankings, I do want to read some of the feedback that we got. Mari, this actually, I, I'm directing this question at you. So this Uh-oh. is from Dr. Miriam McCullum, uh, mm-hmm. you know, big supporter of you and me in the past. Mm-hmm. And she has a question and it has nothing to do with the rankings. It says, hi, 
Uh, would you do what HBO did and throw House of the Dragons in their black voices list? Yes, there's a black family there, but uh-huh. do you consider that a show to go in that category? I thought of you because of your uh, your uh-huh. podcast. The header is black voices on the HBO uh, Max app, but in there, there is the picture of <laughs> of the black family, the black Targaryens, Mar? Is it no, the, the Valerians? The Valerians. The black Valerians, yeah. So yeah. does that count? Does that now count as a black show, Mari? I guess that's our question here. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I love uh kudos to House of the Dragon for the diversity. I remember when um yeah. when it was announced. When but when it was announced initially about the cast, like the Valerians being black, and when the show started, I was like, "This is amazing!" Because again, it's a fictional fantasy <laughs> world. If one family, if they turn one family black, it's not going to kill you. And the Valerians were one of the best parts of the first season. Now, mm. again, does it count as black voices? I, I don't think so because they are not the main characters. Um, they do have a strong presence, but nothing. The the greatness about them is it. Their characters are not wrapped up in their their blackness. You know, what I'm saying that's that's kind of what you want when you're diversity, especially within a fantasy realm where everything is made up. You don't necessarily want all, all of their 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 character presentation to just be like we're the black family. They, um, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like they have they they of course have some solid story arcs and story buildings about being like the seconds to the Targaryens because they also have that uh that that blood and you know they are like the second some of the second richest families and stuff like that but nothing about their presentation is like oh our blackness is what defines us so I just don't think it goes into that category for black voices but so, but you love to see it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keep putting us on the front page. Yeah. I know, yeah. I don't know if it counts as uh what is it? Uh uh visions of black stories told through timelines of blackness or something like that from HBO. I don't know. This just doesn't fit the mold, but I think they just needed uh, a big name <laughs> face to go there for the picture, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, he I got dreads. Don't they count? He do he have got, locks. That's true. <laughs> they did their big one with that. I love that the Valerians are black. Like it's so cool, and it helps. It helps visualize a lot of stuff that comes down the, you know, down the pike. Yeah, yeah, and it was okay. hated on so heavily, like heavily, mm-hmm. when that was announced, and then when, like she said, when the show started. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited about the fact that they're kind of putting that on the front face, regardless of the hate that it received. Yeah, I don't know. For me, to me, it feels a little cheap. It's like we got a black friend. Look, you know, it's in there. I promise, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting to see it like that. Um, but yeah, thank you, Dr. Marianne, for your uh for obviously your feedback and for being a supportive listener. But yes, thank you for the yes. question. But we do have to get into the rankings, y'all. So here it is. This is our top five greatest black comedies, and I am so interested to figure out what exactly we're about to come across here. So, Mari, if you could. Let us know what our number five on our list will be today. Okay. Um, f- first off, I also just want to uh, give a shout out slash uh, cuss my husband out because we decided to do our comedy list at the same time and then reveal it to each other. And he had the audacity to come out of his mouth and say, I know your list is going to be stupid. I bet you're going to have BAPS at number two or something like that. And the anger 
that I felt because he was <laughs> absolutely right. I wanted to get up and walk away. Um, yes, I say all that to say that the number five literally just edged in there. Like I refreshed and it's, it just knocked this thing out. Sister Act 2 is number five. Wow. I have so many thoughts because first off, one, somebody, the person who created the list this week, originally just put Sister Act. And so I was like, I meant meant the black one. (laughs) But you didn't put it. So when I did the survey, I was like, there's it's, did he say Sister Act or Sister Act 2? I was like, should I put the series? I was like, but is that cheating? And then once I clarified, I was like, Sister Act 2. I was like, okay, well, well, I don't I don't know how many have responses we had gotten after now, that. Hold, but, now, see here. Hold on. You yes, got sir. the list for me. You saw the word Sister Act, and you didn't immediately assume I meant Sister Act 2. Then you, right. you, you made because Sister Because there's an actual Sister Act. But nobody counts. You know what I'm talking about, Mari. Stop playing. So nobody counts Sister Act um, 1. Sister Act 2 is the black one. And it you is. made a list knowing that Sister Act 2 you, was you, you wanted to take point on making the list this week. So I just went I with what make you survey. Said. Oh my God. I, Mari, I took what you said and put it on here. It doesn't matter. Sister Act 2 is top five, which I'm actually glad that it sneaks into the top five here considering um, what <laughs> it knocked out. <laughs> um, that- that's what I was going to ask. Can we know who it knocked out? Or yeah. is that later? No, I mean, I can tell you right you, now. You can not, tell us now. It, it knocked out Harlem Nights, and we already okay, had I'm, a Harlem Nights deb- debacle. Cool that. We, I'm we cool already had the debacle, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, Mari, we did get some feedback about Harlem Nights. Uh, we you did, know, uh, yes. Yeah. People were saying, I, hey, y'all too hard on Harlem Nights. Y'all not giving it what it deserves. I was we like, I mean. We put it in the wrong thing. We, it, I'm not even Where did y'all put it? It was. It somehow slipped into the dramas list. It slipped into the dramas list because I accidentally thought it was something else, and it was. It was a whole. It was a whole thing. But that but it's neither here nor there. The feedback, Mari, was that even if it it's dramatic enough to where it should have been in the top five, like people were like really stumping for it, regardless. So I'm very surprised that it didn't make the top five comedies. It, it like I said, it was in here, and then it just got bumped out. But Sister Act Two, I. I think does belong here. I love Sister Act 2. The, you know, we come back with a story of Sister Mary Clarence. The, the, is the plot really, you know, no. really hitting on why she's back in the habit? No. But are we glad that she's uh, now educating inner city youth? Hell yeah. Is Lauren Hill in there? Yes. Is the amazing <laughs> Charlie Ralph in here? Amazing. Do we get some bomb songs throughout the sh- throughout the movie and at the end? Yes. Is this a comedy? Yes. What I was say, what else could it really be? Because there's like I no mean, drama in this movie. Uh, Tyrone, what are your thoughts? Drama, there's a little drama between the mama and 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 Lauren mm-hmm. Hill and Sister Mary Clarence. There's a little drama in there, but she don't want her baby I, to I, sing. You know, <laughs> sing in the top five, but it's not the most comedic. And this is where the subjectivity of comedy really comes into play because it has mm-hmm. spurts of comedy mixed in an actual story. Like part of our top list that's in here has no story. It's just straight comedy, right? And then we've got mm-hmm. these little spurts in there. And I appreciate having comedy in the mixture of story. I think that's a harder thing to do than to have just straight comedy. So I appreciate yeah. the art of it being in the top five for sure. 
I agree. Yeah. I think. So, I'm ahead. sorry, Chappelle. I was just gonna say. I think again, com- comedies are so. This is the. This will probably be our most contentious list. Like mm-hmm. I can just imagine the comments we're gonna get here because again, like I just demonstrated between me and my husband, like people will scrap over their favorite favorite comedies because it just hits different than the you know the biopics and the dramas. It's like it's it. You go to comedies for something you enjoy. It makes you laugh. Nine times out of ten, it's nostalgic, and mm. people feel like there are right and wrong answers to it more than I think any other category. So uh, I I I'm I'm so glad we're gonna be like in the thick of it talking about it. So then, question for y'all: Then do y'all have a nostalgic moment attached to Sister Act Two? I definitely do. I mean. We, I feel like we were all young enough to where that movie it, is yeah. like in our memories forever. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think of like uh, Lauren Hill singing, you know, and I think of, you know, the big <laughs> song at, at the end. And I think, of you know, there are several moments where it's just kind of like those things just stick out. But I don't think I have a, a like life moment that I tie back to Sister Act 2. What's exactly. yours, Ty? Mine is like, so I had my mama take the survey as well. And she texted nice. me back and she was like, you know, like, Three D so three of these movies, I didn't even know what the hell they were. <laughs> I was like, she's lucky that was it. only three. That she right, I know, right? But Sister Act Two is like one of her favorites mm-hmm. of all time. So we used to watch it together all the time because of that. So if on this list, if there was any movie that I can attach me and my mama to, it's Sister Act Two. Like um, maybe some other ones that are on here that we'll talk about a little bit later on, possibly. Mm-hmm. But Sister Act Two is high number one on that list for sure. I can yeah. say gotcha. me and my mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a story about Sister Act 2 that's not nostalgic at all. I was working at my last job and uh, uh, my coworker, he's like, I went and saw the most interesting movies, white man. He said, I went and saw the most interesting movie this weekend. It was Sister Act 2. And I said, I love Sister Act 2. He said, it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, <gasps> like what? what? Yeah, what did he not like about it? It's cultural. Uh, there's no plot. <laughs> the movie, the plot of this movie is that Sister Mary Clarence is hiding out at the convent or the, the or and then decides the that she's gonna be teaching the school, yeah, mm-hmm. to, to do choir, and that if they don't win the big choir con- like contest, the dean of the school gets to retire. That's and funding, <laughs> like they lose yeah. funding. But he doesn't want to work the there program? anymore. Right. The man doesn't want to work there. And so they win. And they're like, yes, we got you get the program oh, back. He's and like, he gets mad. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> That's the entire movie. Um yeah. again, we don't need to think about the plot. This is not <laughs> Yeah, but again, regardless, that's and that's so another funny. thing about these comedies. They ain't gotta be good movies, they just gotta be funny. And so Sister Act yep. 2 obviously is funny enough to end up in our top five list, a uh, starring Whoopi Goldberg, the GOAT. Um, he got herself uh, Shirley mm-hmm. Ralph as Mari said <laughs> Lauren Hill as we talked about she she learns Mary had a little lamb in this movie that's a good moment but also you get like a strong yeah. you know some, supporting uh, yeah, one of the things right she doesn't know any of the songs um, she, she's <laughs> new here um, and neither am I Look, <laughs> apparently neither do I but listen Lauren Hill comes in and this is one of I guess her screen debut maybe where we yes. find out that she's a actress as well and Lauren Hill goes on to be a multiple Grammy winner and a legend in hip hop um, so you know humble beginnings but it starts here Sister Act 2 like I'm looking at the critic scores 18% you know, they're not they're not loving it nobody like this movie but black folk I'm just saying um, I don't understand Ugh. 
cultural. Again, like said, I think it's I think it's cultural. Yeah, eighteen percent approval rating based on thirty eight reviews, three point six out of ten rating average. Um, but again, it's not for you to tell us if we like it because we just told you we like it, and that's number five on our list. Um, so, Mari, I know that it it, it plummeted uh, from where you had it. So I want to know yeah. what is above Ooh. Sister Act Two. If you could tell us what is number four on our list. Okay. Sorry, I was looking at my top five. Sister Act is actually not in my top five. Oh, you're the problem. I, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not in my top five. <laughs> it's not in my top five either. But somehow. So we're all the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I knew my top five wasn't going to be the top five that everybody chose, so I wasn't worried. <laughs> so number four, like this felt like a sneak to me. Oh, number boy. four, even though it's one of it, like I want to, like I'm going to say it's one of my favorite movies, but it also was not in my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Ty said, I do specifically have a lot of anecdotes um, uh, connected to this movie. Number four is white chicks. What? Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Sean and Marlon Wayans uh, <laughs> do white face, which, <laughs> which I don't know how thing. it is. Not a thing. <laughs> I'm I'm it's perfectly fine with it. Um, yeah. But when this movie came out, I was in high school. I want to say I was in like uh, I was a sophomore or something like either sophomore or freshman in high school. This movie was so quotable. Like, mm. just we would we were just quoting this movie all up and down the the playground and during track practice, softball practice. Like, this movie was hilarious. Like, I'm so freaking pissed. And to <laughs> this day, if anybody says I'm gonna write a letter, I just <laughs> break out laughing. You know what I'm saying? Um, but. You know, Chappelle, technically, does this count as a black movie? I think so. And here's why. Of mm-hmm. course, we have our, our leads and Sean and uh, Marlon Wayans, but it's also directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans. We know how the Wayans brothers, the Wayans family gets down. Mm-hmm. If it's one of them, it's all of them or as yep. many as they can fit in there. And so, yeah, it has to count. It's an iconic movie. It's hilarious. It's and like so you said, funny. and it is. Like you said, probably the most quotable movie on this it list. Is. And I haven't, I mean, you want to talk about um, I'm so freaking pissed. I'm gonna write a letter. Um yeah. I can a beautiful miles. chocolate man. A beautiful chocolate man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what is it? I can, I can taste the leather. Um, <laughs> um, um and then <laughs> And then, of course, the most iconic <laughs> song to ever pop into a movie, Vanessa yeah. Carlton's A Thousand Miles yes. uh, comes in. And the only reason Black people know that song. The I'm know that song. Black people right. know that song. <laughs> Vanessa Carlton has some hits, but she will she never have a bigger hit than that song because mm-hmm. of this particular movie. We also get mm-hmm. Terry Crews in this movie. Uh, the Deception, you know? You mean you're not white. You know, that kind of thing. This movie is crazy. It's so <laughs> so funny it um, is so hilarious it it's was so not in wrong. my top it's not in my top five because i think it's nope. it's probably one of the funnier movies on here but it's also it's not yes. the blackest movie on here so i get my, my, my top five is probably black i got a bone to pick with that because uh part of my bone to pick with that is the fact that it's number two on my top five list oh mm. crazy right but also right this is the opposite of what we was talking about with the hbo thing in that you say black voices well 
black voices happen behind the camera. They start behind the camera before they get on camera. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really appreciate something like this. Now, granted, would I have liked to see it in a situation like um, Harlem Nights, what we we talked about, where it's Mm -hmm. black voices behind the camera and on camera all over the place? Sure. Mm -hmm. But it does fit the need of black comedies for me because of that. And like you said, I think it's like the second most quotable movie on the mm-hmm. list for me, but this is me and my wife's favorite movie uh, to watch. And so I think the longevity of it is what has the attachment for me. I mm-hmm. This movie came out, so, like you said, you was in high school, Mari. Same thing for me. Mm-hmm. It came out so long ago and I can watch it now and still laugh yeah, still every funny. Still single funny. part. And it's not cringy or anything like that. And I think the juxtaposition between this and Sister Act 2, right? Sister Act 2, and if y'all don't know this about Black people, with Sister Act 2, you got to make parts that are not supposed to be funny, funny. Yeah. Like when they sing, Lord, we adore thee. Like that's yeah. not supposed to be funny. <laughs> make it funny. But yeah. white chicks, you don't have to make parts funny. Yeah. It's just funny. And that's, that's like, what I'm bitch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Only in America. Like, <laughs> Your mother's so dumb. She went to Dr. Dre for a pap smear. You know, <laughs> It's so good. The, the premise, uh, we have these two uh, socialites that are like getting death threats. So let's take the the agents that are supposed to be protecting them, put them in white face makeup. I keep saying it. It's so funny. It's not but a like, thing. It's not a thing. I know. But that's what that's what people call it nowadays. Um, and then have them pretend to be them. It's it was just hilarious. And then the cast around them. um, the girl who played Debbie and Dexter, I don't know, I can't remember her real name. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, one of the Phillips lady. They're just, it was, everybody was just so hilarious in the, in this movie. And it, it truly does like stand the test of time. But I just want to like really hammer this home that like when we ask you guys to do the survey, when you're ranking them, and you rank them like one, two, three, four, five. Of course, uh, the higher rankings get um, higher scores and stuff like that. So, and then it, unranked things get no score. So that's why we always say we'd rather you uh, you you unrank them. We like leave things unranked than to rank something low that you haven't seen. Um, yeah. And yeah. And so, like number like number five and number four, like their score is like in the twenties. And then there's like a 20 point jump to the third. (laughs) And then there's a 20 point jump to the first. Like, that's how you see what I'm saying. That's how like disparate the results are. Like so many people love the first three movies. And then everything after that is just so close with 20, 20 points behind the leads, like 20 and 40 points behind the lead. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, don't burn your vote. Don't burn your vote. I'd argue don't this is your... the funniest, the funniest movie on the list. I like it might not be my I... favorite movie of them all. Very close to it. As far mm-hmm. as like me, me dying laughing, this isn't this is a bit a, a contender for number one of just every time you it's watch it, you are funny. going, you are going to scream. You know, it's, it's just one of those movies. So I rock with yeah. You. yeah. Shout out to Sean and Marlon for doing the things. Not the Sean and Marlon that I would have thought made it into the top five, but you know, maybe there's still room for that to come. Mari, let's move on. So what is right number three on our list? 
Mario over here, burn it up. Number three. That's what I'm saying. I'm getting so mad. I'm like, who is ranking these things? But it's like, it's not fair to do that because again, we're all going to have different tastes. Number three is life. And let me just tell you, I understand like the nuance of life. I understand people love life. Me personally, I I think it's like on the lowest end of my list because Mm. I personally just could never get past the part that these two men were unjustly imprisoned for life because (laughs) of racial discrimination. Like I'm... I, when I tell you, when I seen this movie, I was so sad from the beginning that none of the jokes landed for me because I just could not. I My whole thought process is they're not supposed to be here. They're not supposed to be also witnessing tragic things and making these tragic things funny. So I, I, I understand life. I get the importance behind it. I think the performances were, of course, amazing between Eddie Murphy and um, Martin Lawrence, who I believe, aren't they about to be like family? Um, yeah, yeah. I think, they are family. Yeah. His daughter mm-hmm. and her son or vice versa or something like that. Yeah. 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 It is a great movie, but it is just I cannot have it high on a comedy list because my soul hurts so, so much. Am I being uh, Ty? Am I being too sensitive here? I don't think you're being too sensitive because I, that's actually the very same reason why my my wife doesn't watch this movie is yeah. for the exact same reason. So you're not alone in that aspect. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you're alone in the aspect of it being at the bottom of the list. It's just not there for me. It's in the middle mm-hmm. of the list. It's not in my top five, and that's because. I'm a huge Eddie Murphy fan. I actually got a poster of him on my wall behind me. Um, I'm a huge Martin Lawrence fan. And I went to the movies to see this with my uh, with my big cousin on the first mm-hmm. night it was released. And it was stinking with all type of brute cologne and all of that jazz. <laughs> that movie, right? So there's a lot of nostalgia in it for me. But there mm-hmm. is a dry spell in the movie where it got real serious and there was nothing funny about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Once the toe went in the bottle, that was yes. it. Like, it was yeah. not funny after that. It was done. And then also, I just got a bone to pick with the fact that they chose that City High School. Um, I mean, that City High song in the, in, the, in in credits for the movie because it had <laughs> nothing to do with the movie other than the fact that it said life in it. That's what it. Do the songs at home. <laughs> and, and, and an actor from Sister Act 2 is, was a part of that group. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Energy. Look, mm-hmm. I hear y'all. I love life. I think it's hilarious. I think that it it rarely gets much funnier than Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy on the screen at the same time with such a star-studded cast. Um, for me, this feels so real because Black folk will laugh their way through some trauma in a heartbeat. This is why people love the movie because it is a sad movie. It is a miserable mm-hmm. movie. But when I tell you it is hilarious and it makes you, it makes the medicine go down. It makes this movie palatable because if you take out the comedy... I'm never watching this movie because it's awful. You know what I'm saying? Even the fact mm-hmm. that, not to spoil the movie, but they get life, but they might not spend their whole life there. Um, you know, that Damn doesn't work most- for me. Yeah, that doesn't work for me if it's not a comedy. It just doesn't. Uh, the NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Motion Picture in 2000. Um, you know, it, it's just what it is. The, it was even nominated for an Academy Award for Best Makeup. You know, we're not going to get many Academy Award nominated comedies, uh, black comedies as that is. Um, so, you know, we have to, you know, we have to give the accolades when we can get them. But for me, it's hilarious. Um, I still to this day say, out of happy. Um, don't ask me for my corn. 
Yeah, don't ask me for my cornbread. Uh, there's gonna be some comp- <laughs> consequences and repercussions. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there are so many good lines in this movie. I'm sorry, it's hilarious. And it, and honestly, I'm looking at the list. It's probably the, like the most well told story. I think. I think life mm-hmm. is a beginning to end story where you know where they started. You know the sad, the like the highs, the lows, the sad, the in between. You laugh. You could cry watching life, and still come out of the movie thinking that was hilarious. And so I think that just for me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just for me. That <laughs> and was this like loosely based on a true story? I was trying to I mean, look it up. Probably see. based on a bunch of true stories, honestly. You know yeah. Um, we didn't got look yeah. that one up, Mari. I mean, we can though. Yeah, I, I was like, we could just say that it's probably just like anecdotal that we know this stuff be happening. But look at the yeah. cast. Heavy D is in this movie. Sanaa Lathan is in this movie. Uh, Miguel A. Nunez, Bernie Mac, Eddie Murphy, Obababa Tonde, Martin Lawrence, like boom, 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 boom. Everybody's in this guy. Tori's in this movie. Bokeem Woodbine, who people act like they don't know exists until they see him and they're like, evil Dave Chappelle, that guy. Um, Rude. Anthony Anderson. You know, the list goes on. Rick James is in this movie. You know what I'm saying? It, it it don't get no blacker. So I'm just saying, hilarious movie with a great story. I'm not shocked that it's in top five, but I agree with y'all. Not my top five. But you know that uh, it was so dark originally that they had to add the the ending scene onto to it. Like it. test audiences, yeah, test audiences uh, thought it was too dark, so they had to to add the scene where it implies that they escaped and were at a baseball game or whatever. Break glass for City High to save the day, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Who was the test audience? Because, you know, we get into this all the time. Like, people don't want to know what the real story Mm -hmm. typically ends like. And so they got to have a happy ending at the end. We need to know what the real stuff is at times. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe the test audience wasn't, you know, of our... uh, I mean, to, to be yeah, yeah. fair, even <laughs> with the happy ending, y'all like not my Black History Month, <laughs> not my top five. So I'm just saying, I don't think anybody would have been okay with this ending in a sad way. They were like 84. <laughs> <laughs> That's not as happy as we wanted it to not, be. Exactly. <laughs> like the test audience was like, I mean, you can make it a little bit better. And they're like, okay, we'll let them out. 60 years later. That works, right? Y'all good with that. They had a heart attack on the way out of New York Yankee Stadium. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Man. (laughs) Tough. But also, solid comedic movie, right? So, I'm not shocked. It definitely deserves to be on the list, and it deserves to be high up. But again, your your mileage may vary on Black trauma in your comedies. Mari, Mm -hmm. what are we up to? Number three? Number two? Number two. Number two. Number two shouldn't come to much of a surprise to anybody. I get, again, I think this top two is kind of like fighting for supremacy. Um, number two is Friday. Friday. You know, I mean, I'm starting to feel some type of way because my top five and this top five, they're not the same people. These are I'm not. T- I'm, I'm telling you, this is a survey frustrating over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah I got a few survey. You know what number one is, but I got a few missing from my top five for sure. As I know what number five over here. Few big. Yeah, you know I, mean? I know what number one is now, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> now a second ago, I did it because like now I'm very confused. Listen, Friday, hilarious movie, classic black story. Todd, I have a feeling you've seen this movie a couple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Nah, Friday is that's it. You know what I like probably the most about Friday is that it told a hood story without the big like at the time we had Boys in the Hood, mm-hmm. Menace to Society. So mm-hmm. it was really hard hitting stories. Hardcore. This was able to to tell a hood type of story without the the drama of death behind it. Yeah. Um, but it was still like, hey, we got a bully. We got this. We got that. And this and the third. And, you know, with with this being like Ice Cubes, and I don't know if it was written fully by him or di- directed fully by him or anything like that. But this was his like entry into this type into cinema. I thought mm-hmm. it was really, really solid um, because of that. And it was and he put a lot of people on, which I like about it, too, like the, the Chris Tuckers. Right. You know coming off a mm-hmm. deaf comedy jam. This was an opportunity for him to kind of show his face and he shined through it. So that's what I appreciated about it. Um, and then I even went to LA recently and uh, went down the street and saw Miss Parker's oh, house wow. and saw mm-hmm. all of these different locations and <laughs> with my kids as well because they've seen the movie. So uh, dope, dope experience for me. Definitely in my top five. I appreciate it being at top two. Yeah, I I think Friday is so good. As you're sitting here talking, I'm thinking of all of the amazing like moments throughout it. The fact that it has what uh, 20, 40 plus years later, I don't know, um, has has crossed over <clears throat> to people using slang from it where they no longer know the origin of it. It it points to <laughs> a lasting. <laughs> A lasting effect on our culture. Yeah, Mari, you know, air once, it out. Once they, don't, don't, once they don't start, hey, Mari, uh-uh, you got no, 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 no. Don't dance around it, Mari. Don't dance around it. We just came like, off a of survival season please, about it too. Like, <laughs> by Felicia. Like, I need you guys to understand. It's it's just not telling a person to go away. Like there's 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 the crackhead connotations to it. Like it's it's so many different connotations to that, and and people don't know. And the whites are taking it and they're using it in ads for stuff. It's just like I love Friday though. It is such it is such a a, a really good uh, movie. It uh, John Witherspoon is at his absolute best here. Everybody's like. Don't go in there for another 35, 45 minutes. Always. Yeah. <laughs> always. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and it's just, it's just classic. It is, it is classic black comedy. How you get fired on your day off, Chappelle? I look, it happens. It, okay. It happens. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Friday is uh too low. Uh, but I, I actually rank Friday number three on my list. So it is the only mm. one of my top five yeah. that is in the, the popular top five. Uh, and now I'm kicking myself because I should have ranked it number one to give it a little bump. But um, yeah, I love this movie. I love this movie. Yeah. I love the movie so much. Like you said, uh, Ice Cube is, this is like his entry into writing for this film. Uh, Ice Cube and DJ Pooh were looking at the hood movies that Ty was talking about. South Central, Menace to Society, Don't mm. Be a Menace, and saying, this is the hood, yes. But there's also a less violent and menacing part of the hood. And they start to draw on their own personal experiences to make this movie. And so that's where they come up with the plot. So this is like people like basically Ice Cube's mind is saying, okay, who are the people that I know from the hood? Right. And so he tries to like uh, build this cast around those people. And he gives us the stars, Chris Tucker, who we will see go on and do amazing things. uh, Starting here as Smokey. Yeah. uh, Nia Long. Sorry. Speaking uh, of which, I also got a uh uh earful of why Rush Hour wasn't on this list, or at least Rush Hour 2. Rush Hour d- 
doesn't rush hour. First of all, let me be very clear. We we're trying to keep this positive here, but I don't want to have to get on here and talk about how racist the movie is at some points. You know, like I, if you go back and watch Rush Hour, some of them jokes is just tasteless. Okay, <laughs> it, it was funny in the moment. It was funny in the bubble. There are there are definitely movies that age well. I implore you to go watch it again and tell me that you would say <sighs> any things out loud in 2024. That's all That's I'm hilarious. saying. That's um, a great point. Yeah, all of it is racist. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> all of it and so anyway Ty. moving on <laughs> yeah, sorry, keep uh, going. Uh-huh. yeah uh regina king regina king, yeah, regina goes king. To be oscar nominated regina king uh uh john witherspoon bernie mac mm. you know this is no slouch of a cast you know what i'm saying and so for me friday is a tale as old as time we got craig who got fired on his days off he's been smoking with the local drug dealer uh smoky uh they come across a bully he's been taking their money there's a crackhead felicia you know there's debbie that's there as well there's a big old fight at the end we don't use guns we use this and then uh we get a happy ending and also two sequels and a third sequel that everybody has been waiting for for Ever? There's another sequel coming out. Did we, did we ever get the last Friday that happened? Oh, so long. They've been talking about it for so long, and they've been playing on our faces. Chris Tucker, and you know, there's rumors out there that Chris Tucker would do it if DC Young Fly did it or something like that. Really? Like it's the the whole thing. I don't know. It's kind of messy, and I don't know if the story can be told in a great way because I think what they're trying to do is bring in Smokey. And, uh, and and Mike Epps' character in on the same movie to make it kind of like a culmination of it all. And mm-hmm. I don't know how that necessarily fit, fits in. They got to really write it well. And then, of course, you know, Smokey doesn't... Or, <laughs> Smokey. Chris Tucker doesn't want to play this type of character. So there has to be some sort of rehabilitation for Smokey or something yeah. involved. Smokey in went to rehab. No, no, hold on. We're not going to make no excuses for them. They told me Smokey went to rehab and that's why he wasn't in next Friday. So make it make yeah. sense, Chris Tucker. Mm-hmm. We know you've been rehabilitated. Show up in a suit. I don't care. We need last Friday. We've been waiting forever, Todd. This movie came out in 96. This is honestly, this is a point. I'm glad you said this because this was kind of a point that I wanted to make about Friday is we will never get another movie like this. Here's why. This is pre-YouTube, pre-Instagram, pre-streaming platforms where if you're a young comedic artist that you have a platform already made and available to you to get out to the masses, this was all pre-that. So all you had was people that only was known if you was really, really deep into comedy. Like even John Witherspoon, obviously he had been on other movies and things like that, small time. He's even been on a TV show before this. But he wasn't as well-known. Chris Tucker wasn't as well-known outside of Def Comedy Jam. Bernie Mac wasn't as well-known. And so you had all of these people who we knew had comedic value on a low budget join this movie and make it shine. I don't know where you can get that from. And even like the Chris Tucker talk about that third sequel, a lot of it has to do with money. So Mm. I, I I don't even know at this point if I want the third sequel. I just wanted to end with the Christmas one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, the, no disrespect to this cast, but they're not going to be here forever. We have lost so many people from the initial cast and the mm-hmm. the credits of Friday. We've lost John Witherspoon. We've lost Bernie Mac. We've lost Yvette Wilson. We've lost Anthony Ugh. Johnson. We Lord, are losing recipes, y'all. So if we're going to do this, we're right. Tiny. Yeah, and, tiny. And, and, and tiny. Tiny. And tiny. 
how you gonna have Friday without Debo? So I mean, Todd's probably making a good point that we maybe don't need to do this. But at the same time, this is what happened when you dragged this out so long. I don't think we're ever going to get it. I think people are going to be clamoring for a last Friday forever. And if they do get one, it's going to be one of those knockoff, like, you know, side gigs, straight to DVD type situations. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, Tubi, look look out on Tubi for last Friday when it finally drops. Um, but yeah, I can't say enough about it. One of my favorite comedies of all time. Uh, Mari, that was number two. Yeah, that was number two. So I, I, I guess we all clearly know what number one is. Number one, of course, with again the most votes. Friday still it 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 still like double the amount of votes that Friday had. Um, coming to America, coming yeah, to America. Look, this movie is the reason why I knew that Tyrone should be our uh, our mm-hmm. special guest for this episode because I don't think I could <laughs> trust anybody in the world aside from Eddie Murphy to talk about uh, this movie and anything Eddie Murphy has done than Tyrone. So Tyrone, take it away. Tell us about Coming to America and why it is our number one of the top five uh, greatest black comedies of all time. Uh, Coming to America, man, is so much and I hope I can break it down in a succinct way, but Coming to America, we've got the young Prince Akeem who is going to be forced to wed to uh, princess of another castle or whatever the hell it is, right? And he doesn't want to do that, right? He doesn't want to follow the tradition of the African kingdom of Zamunda. And so him and his wonderful friend, Simi, played by uh, Arsenio Hall, decide to go to America to find his queen. And they foolishly think that Queens, New York is a lavish place <laughs> because it's named after <laughs> Queens, but quickly find out it is the hood. It is <laughs> below the poverty line. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they go there. And the great thing about them going to Queens, though, is that, you know, typically during this time in the late 80s, you know, if you are in the hood, you're surrounded by black people and he wants to marry a queen, right? He wants to marry a black queen. So uh, he does find his way into a convention center where he learns about McDowell's, which is not the Golden Arches, is the Golden Arts. And he finds <laughs> lovely daughter of the owner of McDowell's uh, as his love interest, finds himself in some trouble with the sister, finds himself in some trouble with the son of the owner of Soul Glow, uh, but finds his way through that, through all of the drama, while his uh, father gets very impatient and brings his wonderful, lovely self to America, um, but then finds his way over that and marries uh, the lovely Lisa. So why do you like the movie, Ty? I think our listeners know the plot to come into America. They, named, they ranked it number one. Number one. Tell us, Ty, what, why? Why um, this movie? Why is this number one? So, multiple reasons, right? It is, in my opinion, the most quotable of the list over white chicks. Um, additionally, you have artistry involved. You have multiple characters played by mainly Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy throughout the whole experience. And every single character has a quote that you can say it, say it at any point, And then somebody would just jump off. They jump off their seats and know exactly what you're talking about. Along with that, you got a solid and a decent story that has a lot of black actors and black characters involved in it. And so all of those reasons, plus it being in the late 80s, this being like one of the first mainstream type of movies for this to happen with, 
I think uh, are the main reasons why this is uh, number one on the list. Mari, was Coming to America your number one movie? It wasn't my number one movie, uh, but it was it was three. It was three. It wasn't. It was. It's just yeah. It was my number one, but I think I didn't put it number one because I like I'm like oh it's new everybody come to America. everybody's gonna put it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, at least my number one movie I felt I feel is just it's, it's literally one of my favorite comedic movies of all time. I've watched it so many times. So um, coming to America though, it's so great. A movie that anytime it's on, I will turn it on. I don't care what what part it's on. I'm gonna mm-hmm. watch it. A movie that every time I listen to a specific Whitney Houston song, I <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but uh, bust out laughing. A, a movie where I will randomly just yell "sexual chocolate," y'all, sexual chocolate. <laughs> A movie that was literally just referenced for, to me by somebody a week ago because they had too much hair grease in their head. Like it is oh, just wow. an iconic movie, um, and it deserves number one. It 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 is number one. Like even the sequel wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? After yeah. like twenty plus years or whatever. Um, yeah, coming to America. This is the one thing I was like, okay, yes. Like this is the Again, this is the one where I was like, this makes sense. Everything else, well, not everything else, but some of the other top five, I was like, okay, I, I don't know. But Coming to America is great. Chappelle, what's your favorite quote from Coming to America? My Ooh, name is Peaches, best. and I'm the <laughs> best. I'm the DJ one to my brother. No, you can't pick just one. Let your yeah. soul glow. Let it yes. shine through. I'm not even going to try to sing. I'm your queen. I, Jesus, you're your queen. queen. Like, I'm not even going to try it. Look. It's a great movie. Obviously, everybody, it's damn near unanimous here. Everybody knows that Coming mm-hmm. to America was going to be number one. When I released the the the, the, um, the list, I was really like, okay, I got to really bump some of mine up to the top because I know they're not going to make the, they're not, they're never going to dethrone Coming to America. It's mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy at his best. It's why he gets Peak. to play five different people throughout the film. Um, mm-hmm. Arsenio Hall playing four different people throughout the film. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why. Also, Amazing cast. We always talk about it. James Earl Jones as the good king himself. Mm. John Amos is in this is in this movie as well. Um, I just love it so much. I think like I think you're right. I think that you watch this movie no matter what part it's on, and you just watch it, and it, and mm-hmm. you watch it to the end, and you go and you go on about your day because you have yep. to watch Coming to America <laughs> when it's on because it's just a good funny movie. Uh, you know, two Academy Award nominations, I believe. Um, I think potentially a win. Uh, no, they were just nominated mm-hmm. for best costume design and best makeup uh, for Rick yeah. Baker. Um, so Always. you know, yeah, Rick Baker doing the things. And if you have not seen Coming to America, what are you waiting for? Please go check out this movie. We talked about uh, Eddie Murphy with Bryce earlier uh, last mm-hmm. week. We're talking about him here again. This man is an icon. We the people are saying we just need to dedicate an episode to Eddie Murphy, and that might just yeah. have to come soon. We got a lot of that. We did. Oh, we do that. We could do that. Yeah. When the <laughs> When the end credit, post credit scene is a comedic moment that everybody just tastes the soup. When that is a post credit <laughs> scene, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, that I also like <laughs> that, is, that is number one on any list. I'm sorry, like, 
clear. No. So Any, yeah. anytime somebody walks in with like their Easter suit on, like, is that velvet? I do it daily. I got to tell a quick story. So first of all, this is the first movie that I learned uh, front to back. Every single word front mm. to back, right? Um, so a quick story. This is my first Vegas trip. And uh, I live in South Carolina. We had to drive to Charlotte, North Carolina, in order to fly out because it was cheaper flights. You know, I was young. All right. So on the way, we stop at a Wendy's. And when I tell you there was Louis Anderson at the dang register, and the first <laughs> thing I said, he looked, he looked like him. He looked like him. He wasn't actually him, but he looked like oh, him. Was and, the, and this is the... This when I say we were driving to Charlotte, so this was like the first part of the trip, and it made the rest of the trip the, the best thing ever. Soon as I saw Louis Anderson at the Dane Register, I said, "Just two years, huh?" And everybody started. <laughs> I started saying the whole line. Now I'm washing lettuce. In two years, I'll be assistant manager. <laughs> everybody was looking at you like, "Please leave me alone." Yeah, yeah you man. harassing that gentleman who is not Louis <laughs> Anderson. Uh, because hey, he looked like he might be working at McDowell's, but instead at Wendy's. Okay, I see it. I see the vision, Ty. It makes sense. Not, not, yeah. not, <laughs> not harass this man? Nah, listen. <laughs> I, I, again, the number one pick with a bullet, I don't think anybody's going to deny that. Mm-hmm. There's obviously some some snubs from our top five, as we should say. Mari, let's talk about the other things on our list. Uh, what yeah. was number, what came in at number six? Well, we already did number six, right? Yeah, it was Hollow Nights. Yeah, let's talk about number seven. Give me all your fire, uh, Mario. Be upset. Because these are Mario's number seven. Number seven is How High. And mm. How High is in my top five. How High how is high my is, number five. How High is my number one. <laughs> my number one <laughs> favorite comedy. It's damn near my favorite movie of all time. I love it. I love Thank it. I love you. the whole movie in my heart. Yes, Say, y'all are wrong. Say, Who did not nominate How High? At one point in my life, if you asked me what my favorite movie was, I would tell you How High. Like, <laughs> yep. yep, I love it. I love it. I love I, y'all it so are much. wrong. Y'all are just Mess, wrong. I get Mess it. Man Red Man, just yes. going to college. Yeah, get him. a plant of a dead man. Like, get him. <laughs> just so good. This yeah. is this is a movie. This is a movie that's purely like. It doesn't make sense, and I don't care. I, I don't just want to watch it and laugh. It is mm-hmm. okay. So funny. And I, 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 I am curious of the age range of the survey because that movie came out in the perfect age range for us, mm-hmm. where it just sits right at in our it do in our yeah. in our brains for sure. So I, I, I get it for sure. I get it. My number one, and I'm I'm sad to hear that it's down here at number seven. I was like, what are y'all? Did y'all not watch it? It's amazing. <laughs> People disrespected the rest of my top five, so I can't even um go. But I, I love how high. How high is is literally, like I said, one of my favorite movies. Um number eight is major pain. Major pain. Um okay. Why don't people like Major Pain? Because I remember that movie being hilarious. Are we people not high on Major Pain, Ty? I'm not as high on Major Pain um, as others are. I thought it was a decently funny movie. Um, right. There are parts Same. in there that I can rock with uh, for sure. 
Um, the, the way this fool treated these little kids is 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 the hilarious part of the movie, <laughs> but also the problematic part. <laughs> but also, the what are you looking at? Part. Ass eyes. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard uh, to laugh at. It's hard yeah. to laugh at. It's yeah. not. It's really not hard to laugh at, yo. He said, "Woman, when I was six, I had a full time job." <laughs> I I think it's just the replayability of Major Pain. Like I know it's low on my list. It's not even the top ten for me because I've watched it once, maybe twice. Like I'm not compelled to watch it over and over and over again. Like a good like more than half of these movies so i'm wondering if it just has less replay value than maybe. some of the others maybe the ending the ending like uh like sequence where uh i think is that uh, orlando brown does his like michael jackson tribute <laughs> like i love oh, that man. i i just i'm sorry i just love this movie it's so stupid it is dumb as hell but yeah i'm not shocked that it's not in the top five but um I just, I, I'm sorry. It's hilarious. It's always funny to me. There's like, there's just like no non funny parts. It's, there are definitely some parts that you definitely are psychotic, but I still be laughing. I'm sorry. It's actually tied with this next one, even though it's, it, it says eight and nine, they had the exact same amount of points. And I, I just don't understand it because this is my number one. Don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood <laughs> is the hood, my baby. number one. That is this my, was number, my one number two. Movie. Are y'all crazy? This is my number this three. Is- my number three. <laughs> what are y'all doing? Don't be a menace to society while drinking your juice in the hood. It's like the, it is, bro, it is, this is like the best. This is it's amazing. so good. It is I think one it's of the best Charity Wayans brothers mm-hmm. movie, yep. for sure. It is yeah. amazing. What's wrong with That's y'all? Do we have a problem? Yes. Oh my god! Like the fact again, it's, it's one of those Mac things. Like, you got you got the what is the basis of this movie? It's of course Menace to Society and Boys in the Hood, and mm-hmm. then you turn those two <laughs> movies into comedy right comedy the dude in the beginning of the movie and hey, nobody makes out of the hood uh what was it 18 or 21 i can't even remember right now nobody <laughs> makes out of the hood anyway, happy birthday homeboy <laughs> done <laughs> yeah. oh thanks it's my birthday he's like not my baby yeah his father is younger than him like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Like so ridiculous. Uh Bernie Max cameo. He he's like, I hate, I hate my gums because they black. Like it's just such a good movie. Um it's stupid. It's so dumb. Um, and this is this is Bible. <laughs> I got a tear in my eye. Kids, what do you say when you meet a new man? Are you my daddy? <laughs> oh. Now she can say, I'm pregnant. What? How do you know? I know my body. <laughs> when, he came, when he comes into the door, he starts swinging. And <laughs> I tried to win an Oscar. 
Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. Oh, and then, <laughs> and then Joe, all the things your man won't do, right? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, fool. That's the government. <laughs> that's the government. Oh, no he put the Kool Aid on her toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Woo! Y'all, oh, no. I'm sorry. And, and maybe, anymore. honestly, to that point, maybe that's it, right? There's prerequisites to watching this movie. We named two of them, no. right? Minister Society no. Boys in the Hood. You don't know. You don't need you don't to understand the references. But you don't need them because it's still stupid as hell. It's so funny. You don't need to. Have, but you the don't part need about punch, coming in the coming in the house and swinging and punching the kids is funnier <laughs> when you know yes. why he coming in the house and swinging. I think it's already iconic, but it is funnier if you know everything else. But it's still funny. Yeah, the fact that he's punching funny. like eight kids that aren't his is just hilarious. But yeah, if you knew where it came from, it'd be a little, it'd be funnier. Yeah, uh, you touch you by. You know, I'm just saying. There's so many good moments. Oh my god, I do love it. <laughs> message. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, message. Message. Um uh, Barry, what's next? I think we're just done. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love don't be a menace so much. Wait, see if you can He can jump in. <laughs> And you better not fall, because if you do, you bound the dress out. <laughs> oh, I lied. This is the most quotable movie. I'm sorry. It is. It is. It's it so is good. It is. It's definitely. And it's a pure comedy. It is a pure comedy. So I don't understand. I I don't get it. I don't understand how it's that low. Um, Y'all crazy. But, I'm telling you, it's the prerequisites, people. I don't think people understand the references. I don't think it. I don't. I just. I but just. It don't matter. Bones. Again. Between between fourth place and ninth place, or tied for eighth place, where don't be a menaces, the spread is five points compared. Oh, wow. You see what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, it's literally yeah. just small placement. Yeah. Um, okay. So Mm-mm-mm. yeah, Love that movie. I have no, that was the first God. movie I had on VHS. Same. I had Same. that movie on VHS and DVD. Yeah. I went and bought it from the pod shop with DVD because I just needed to upgrade my experience and watch the deleted <laughs> scenes. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch I've that tonight. Times. Oh my god! <laughs> in my brain now. It's too funny. <laughs> All right, Mar. What's next? Next up is an, an another Wayne's brother parody. Uh, Scary movie two. Oh, Scary movie two, which is good. I, it is again. We we count it as a, a black movie because. Well, Keenan Ivory did do this one too, right? Yeah, black in front and behind the camera. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just really funny. Hold up, hold up. Why every time <laughs> some shit pop up, y'all white people say we gotta split up when we supposed to stick together? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. We got to talk right. about it. You three, come with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's y'all. That's baby Regina Hall. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's Regina. Yeah, that's oh, Regina thank you, Hall. Chappelle. The early you, days Chappelle. of Regina Hall. People don't know her like we know her. Like you gotta know yeah, Brenda. You, you gotta know Brenda to appreciate what you, the greatness you get it now. Exactly. Um, she said, Girl, that is bones. Did you be afraid of Calista Flockhart? <laughs> <laughs> that is bones, Cindy. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Oh the my the and one mixtape moment where they're up there playing basketball right. and the dude in the wheelchair starts spinning on his head. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Take, my, take my throw hands. Oh my 
<laughs> no, give me the other one. No, no. <laughs> fuck that. Ah. <laughs> uh. Said sometimes I like to get up on the turkey and I just put my play and get inside. <laughs> this is when Sean Wayans was leaning over. into the rumors that he was gay too. It well, crazy. it started in it a was... scary movie one for sure, but this one yeah. definitely didn't help. This one definitely didn't help. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just I got nothing else. <laughs> yeah, so funny. I know it's it's funny. It, it to the point like this is where one of, where the sequel like another one where the sequel outdoes the first one. Yeah, and it never, oh. and they never hit this same peak again. Because scary movie three nope. and and whatever they they change up the way it's it's done. It went like five, I believe. Right, too. one and two are the one are canon. Everything after that, you can take what you like. But um, yeah, yeah, a big parody on I guess a haunting on Hill House or House on Haunted Hill. One of the two of those. Ha- um, uh, house on Haunted Hill. Haunted House. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. But y'all know yeah. the one. But also a number of other parodies. The Wayans, nobody does parodies like the Wayans Brothers. They just don't. Uh, and so that whole situation, that whole entire movie is just funny from beginning to end. Um, and if anybody don't know, it started with "I'm gonna get you, sucker!" Right? Like it, it goes, yeah, yeah, it goes way back, right? So they are they parody up, yes, for sure. They've been doing this for a long time. Okay, Mario, mm-hmm. what is next? Next is uh, Regina Hall and Girls Trip. Which it, it kind of ties with Scary Movie too, actually. Um, I did have Girls Trip. Uh, it's I had it at six. It's still not all of my top five. Um, but I think this is the one of the most funniest like modern comedies on this list. Girls mm-hmm. Trip. I I felt like it was genre breaking when it came out because how often do we get these comedic female led and driven um movies where not only is just just it's not just funny and it's not a rom-com it is gross humor mm-hmm. and yeah. it's hilarious <laughs> and it's for black women i thought this was uh, an amazing movie the only you know the only reason why i'm assuming it doesn't score as high is just because it, it's time you know it does it's it's only been out for a few years in comparison to some of these these other movies but i think it's i think it's one of the funny it's one of the funniest movies that we we have now and i i love when they do raunchy com- like raunchy comedy isn't just for uh young white teen movies you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, like yeah. It, it it to me it like also inspired like I don't know if you guys uh, watched Joyride which just came out it came out like maybe two years ago it's this it's like the same thing but it was like the Asian version with four Asian women leads who go on like a road trip and it's like really um, toilet humory I I I want more of this because so, women are funny and women can joke about like the most disgusting stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. think that's that's what you just said. There is one of the other mm-hmm. reasons why I didn't score high. It's black women. Mm-hmm. Um, not uh, it's two two reasons I would add to it is women with toilet humor, like you just mm-hmm. mentioned. That is considered. Uh, it's like people are throwing it back, right? They're like, yeah, taboo, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and then it's black women on top of it, right? But mm-hmm. if we watch this movie and eliminate all of the bias that we have attached to women talking about that stuff or black women in general, then yes, it should score much higher um, than, than what it did on this list for sure. It is hilarious. Hilarious. Movie. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jay Pinkett and um, uh, Queen Latifah reunited in film again. Yeah. After, yeah. Without, without, man, we don't want to talk about that other one. Lord have mercy. Look, we are, look, let me tell you something. 
we got some feedback where people were saying, Mari, there's no world where we don't have we we don't do a deep dive and to set it off at some point. So, uh, I mean, to see this reconnect here, making its way back in, I will say that uh, that might be a sign that we do need to talk about that movie in depth. So, you know, maybe for a later time. But I agree that Girl Strip is hilarious. I've seen it twice. Uh, and I think that's probably the downfall that it's having. Right. I can't right. quote Girl Strip to, like, to, from the end I of the earth. Like, yeah. I can't these other movies. But mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I missed the first half. I was asleep and people were watching it. And I woke up and I was like, what the hell is this? This is hilarious. And I just cry. I was dying laughing. Like, how did I miss? What did I miss? So, I, of course, I watched it again. But it dropped in 2017. Some of these movies are from 1995, 1996. Right. Um, it's hard to compete with movies that are basically tales as old as time in, uh, you know, black households, whereas this movie is kind of newer. And so maybe in a few years it ages well and people still talk about it. But I do. I'm happy that it was on our list of options and I'm happy that it got some votes. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. What's next? Set. Oof. Wait, well, yeah, we set it off. I just can't wait. My number one. I just can't wait for the set it off one because the same reasons why people don't want to watch life is why I can't, I, it's hard for me to watch set it off. But I understand the need to have a deep dive into set it off. I really do. I really do. Yeah, Bryce and I have talked about it before, but I'd be willing to run it back. You know, get a panel discussion going. Well, let's let's see what happens. Um, we got a couple more to touch on, Mari. Yeah. What else? Yeah, let's list? let's get through it. Uh, Barbershop. Okay, of Ice Cube's movies, Barbershop is funny. Uh, it's funny. I don't think it's not not. Is Barbershop not funny to you, Ty? Is it? It's memorable. It's all right. Cool story. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. It's I think right. it's a cool story. Yeah, I think. Is it Ice Cube's? <clears throat> I mean. I won't say his least funny movie, but I mean, it's definitely like Ice Cube. Ice Cube made a good movie, I think, like a solid movie. But I don't think he made a crazy comedy like some of these other movies are. I don't think he made like something that is like that, that you know, just like a household. Like, I think for a while people were loving Barbershop, right? But I just think that it's fine. I think it's, it's decently funny and decently well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that um, that's it. You know, you got it's got its moments. Mm-hmm. Who drank my goddamn apple juice? Like, it's got its moments. Yeah. I think it's overall the story of the barbershop with a bunch of funny people there. Uh, we do get Cedric the Entertainer and his whole moment of uh, Rosa Parks didn't do nothing but sit up like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we, we had those, we get those moments. But ah, barbershop wasn't in my top five. If it was in your top five, I'm sorry. Same. Uh, now, now, this is where I like. So, Babs is up next. And the the reason that I can only think that the disrespect of it being so low, which I said it it was my number two. I'm how dare I get clocked like that? But Baps <laughs> for me was like a movie I grew up watching. Like I remember being a young girl and watching it and thinking it thinking it was like the funniest thing ever. Thinking like like I want to be like Halle Berry, you know what I'm saying? Type thing like. The, the overall premise of like just being yourself, you know, like in any space, like being openly black in any space and not letting any white space or any other space dim who you are. I really like that that concept. And that's the concept that always sticks with me. We're not going to talk about the end, how it, she does kind of change a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> The initial of like, I don't care. I'm going to make people as uncomfortable as possible because, you know, I'm going to be me. I I love I love that premise. And Black American Princess, I mean, come on, that is, that's me to a T. Uh, but I assume that it's this low because I think a lot of people have not seen it, um, unfortunately. 
Yeah, I probably agree. I love Baps. It's a great movie. Uh, I remember my sister loved this movie. She used to rent it from Blockbuster yep. every, every week. Every time. Yep. And she would just rent it. I'm like, man, buy the movie. But she would just rent <laughs> the movie over and over <laughs> and, and so over much again. money. <laughs> also, the hairstyles in this movie are big parodies Amazing. of actual hairstyles that people used to wear in the 90s. Because my, <laughs> I know so many people with that delicious mom plastic hair, that, mm-hmm. that high hairdo. Yeah. Yep. It, and to where you're on the plane and you can't see around it because it's, it's so tall. <laughs> that's just hilarious. Halle Berry does not get enough credit as a comedic actress. No, uh, you know, no, especially that's knowing Babs. Uh, it had uh, Babs. I'm sorry. It had Halle Berry, the late Natalie uh, DeSalle. It had LL Cool J in it. Leon Robinson's in it. Heavy D um, and Dennis Rodman both made cameos as well. Uh, great movie. Bernie Mac again. These these na- these names are reoccurring for a reason, right? They were building our our uh, black comedy repertoire at the time. Yeah. on Love from Friday is in this as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's it was always going to be low because I just don't think people gave it enough. I don't think it ever got enough uh, like a claim to where people were watching it enough. But I thought it was hilarious, and I think that if you haven't seen it, take Mario and I's word for it. Do your things. Go do your research. Check it out now. Yeah. Um, Came out yeah, we go, out. we go to watch other people eat. Hell, I want to eat too. <laughs> right, exactly. That's <laughs> uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Mar, that wasn't last on our list, was it? No, we got two more. Uh, Money talks surprisingly very low as well. Um, I don't, I don't know why Money Talks is as as low. Maybe because Chris Tucker does the heavy lifting in that in that movie. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a black led movie, but I don't know. It's like um, it's probably got the least black people in it as any of the of yeah talked about, right? Uh, yeah. So it's kind of like if you if you're staying true to the like concept of the the spirit of the the rankings, maybe you don't consider this one. And it has like a lot more action too, and not mm-hmm. as quotable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's that that's kind of the boat that I'm in. Like, Money Talks is actually a movie that um I love watch, and I will probably watch yeah. it every time it comes on. Same. Um, is one of is one of my daughter's favorite movies as well. Like she loves watching this movie. But it's funny. I don't know if I would have put it in black comedy uh, level based off of what we've talked about. Right? It's either mm-hmm. behind the scenes or in front of the scenes, and in front of the scenes is very very minimal. Um, mm-hmm. And that's probably the the part that kind of put it at the bottom of the list for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's just so many great contenders in front of it. And yeah. finally, one of <laughs> Chappelle's favorite movies, CB4. How did you know? Okay. CB4 is definitely in my top five. So if it's not in your top five, obviously I'm the only one who had it in my top five. I don't care. Um, CB4 is a mockumentary black comedy film. Okay. It's one of the, it is the only one like this on the list, uh, but it is like yep. a parody again of like the NWA story. Right. And so we get, we get uh straight out of low cash. One of my favorite songs. Uh, Chris Rock is playing uh, MC Gusto. Um, I would do the lyrics to Straight Out of Low Cash, but I do want to keep our podcast network. Uh, so I cannot do that. But just know that it's insane. It's absurd. Uh, it's got absurd. a cast that uh, you got Chris Rock, we got Alan Payne, we got Charlie Murphy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you really can't get oh, it. You can't get it better than before. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Alan Payne. Also, Ice T, Halle Berry, Ice Cube, all in this movie. Easy E, Flavor Flav, Shaquille O'Neal. I love CB4. I know it was never going to get in anybody's top five, so I threw it a, a high vote myself. Pretty sure I put it at number five because I just wasn't willing to go any higher than that. 
But um, yeah, check out CB4. It is foolishness. And I believe that is last on our list, Mari. Yes, sir. All right. Well, this has been an amazing time. I love that this top five has been uh, so divisive here. Uh, like I said, it does not represent mm-hmm. the views of this panel, but it represents the views <laughs> of the surveys. So, Mari, one last time, tell us what our yeah. top five is from five to one. Well, I, I normally do one to five at the at Okay, the end. do one to five. Yeah. Okay, what do we fine. need to spend for? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah. So the the final top five uh, for black comedies as uh, picked by you, uh, no. number one. <laughs> <laughs> Put your hands on the oodles and noodles. Chicken and beef. beef. You know, Blue Streak came up in a lot of conversations. Oh, Blue Just Streak is good. Wait, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what should have came up the com- Booty Call should have came oh. up in the conversation. Booty Call would have been in my top five, but you know, it again, definitely it would have been in my it, top five. It did not make the list based off of what I seen in the Facebook groups. So I'll say that. Um, yeah. So, Mari, Dang, top five, beautiful. give us the rundown. Top five. Uh, yeah. So, number one, uh, uh, no shock, no surprise, coming to America. Number mm-hmm. two is Friday. Number three is Life. Number four is White Chicks. And number five is Sister Act Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. I think, listen, yeah. in a vacuum, solid top five here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, like all of these movies are funny. Uh, you, your your mileage may vary on some of the more dramatic storylines and such like a life or something like that. But ultimately, if you watch all five of these movies in one day, you're going to laugh a lot. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think that this is a good representation. And of course, because we're taking the votes of our listeners, we could do this all again next year and the, and the votes could really change. You know, we can bring yeah. in a lot more new listeners. Uh, more people could join in the conversation and send us, um, you know, their input. And so I think right now I'm good leaving the list as is. And I want to thank Tyrone for being here and helping us talk about these uh, movies. Ty, thank you so much for coming. Of course. Anytime. Appreciate the invite. I love talking black movies and I love talking black comedies even more. So I appreciate being here. Thank you. Yeah, not to throw Mario under the bus, but you know, Ty was Wait, like, what? Ty said he could have did black dramas, but you know, yep, you know, he didn't absolutely. Want him for that, you know what I'm saying? He was just, he didn't want to be offended by that one. Then he said black romance Man, too, but you know, it's like I mean, you, you made the guest list. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? If I remember correctly. But I'm just saying. did he not do good here on black comedies? I mean, he didn't get the call for black sitcoms. Did, just, did Bryce, yeah, did did Bryce not do good on black I, dramas? I thought Bryce did amazing. I guess Ty just don't like Bryce. I don't Is know. Maybe it our next guest? <laughs> what I got to do with me? You Why I can't be up. four? I got to hey, be three people. That's neither here nor there. You're right, Mari. We do have another top five countdown coming soon. What is, what's coming up next on Recap Ooh. Kickback? Yes. So next next week, we will be doing top five black romance movies. So, uh, and we will be having an amazing guest. And we, we got to call her to the carpet because... Uh, I'm pretty sure I know what her number one will be, and I swear to I swear to God, if I put out this survey, <laughs> basketball is number one. I'm coming for every single one of y'all. Oh, I, I'm gonna make every a, single I'm gonna one make of y'all. Appearance. I'm gonna make an appearance unannounced. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the hell is going on? Listen. Like, bring me on the stream yard, please. Nah, Listen, nah, nah, but nah. yes, yeah. we're yeah we're talking loving uh loving basketball. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Jason's lyric, Love, Love Jones. Jones. Yeah, uh, maybe Brown Sugar sneaks on there somehow, some way. We'll see. But most and, of all, and, we'll, and, we'll ask for your your input. 
as well. And I hope that Eddie Murphy makes another appearance because Boomerang should be on that list Ooh. as well. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Naughty hey. Professor, but you know, whatever. Anyway, I uh, want yeah. that I wanted Nutty, Nutty Professor on this list, but listen, yeah, I didn't pick it. The, the listeners just didn't, they, they wasn't feeling it. But y'all, we have a special guest. Asia's coming next week. So yeah, yes. to come talk about hey. romance. And so uh, if you are a fan of the Love is Blind coverage or the Married at First Sight coverage, the 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 the, the whatever, the Love at First Sight feed or whatever she got mm-hmm. going on RHAP, then yeah, you'll see some Asia coverage moving forward. Uh, and that's going to be a good time. Tyrone, in the meantime, tell everybody what you're working on, what you got going on. And again, thank you for coming. I don't have anything going on. I, your boy is not on social media right now, you know, so... I just appreciate, like I said, I appreciate the fact that y'all thought enough of me to bring me on. Um, I'm excited for more opportunities, Mari, um, to talk about uh, stuff. Whose so. show is it? Whose name is in the, the I, thing? Hold on, hold on. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't have anything going on but this. So the next time you see mm-hmm. me is going on the, the recap kickback. That's what. That's the next time you're going to see me. Hey, you appreciate you. I'm sure I can put you to work. No worries. We'll figure out something here. And uh, Mari, what do you got going on? I I feel like this was a hard podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine. Um, so I uh I do the wrestling podcast over on uh, Rob has a podcast. Uh, Matt was not with me this week, but I was joined by the amazing Grace Leader. We went through a wild weekend in wrestling. Um, and you can sub- subscribe by going to robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed there. Um, of course, every Tuesday, me and Sarah Carradine bring True Crime Tuesdays to RHAP. We're just coming off a hiatus, but uh, we just dropped a very interesting episode where it's just me and Sarah talking about a documentary called They Called Him Mostly Harmless. Uh, you definitely want to check out our thoughts on this movie. It was it was we had a very good conversation, me and Sarah. So you can go to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed to su- subscribe to us there. And I made a guest appearance on the Black by Reality podcast. We did get uh, somebody asking us if we wanted to cover Couple to Thruple, which is a peacock show, peacock dating show that is so messy and so problematic. Um we're not covering it, but our friends over at the Black by Reality podcast are. And I was just on there to recap the first three episodes. I had so much fun with Nikki and Quita over there. So you can go to the Black by Reality um, YouTube page and watch us talk about a very, very messy show. Chappelle, did you get around to watching Couple to Thruple? No, I listened to some podcast coverage of it and it sounds messy to say the least it's uh i may or may not watch it i know the first three episodes are out but i think they're gonna drop three more and then they're gonna do the finale separately uh so i have been keeping an eye on it but i haven't checked it out yet i'm probably gonna check out you on that podcast though for sure thank you yep um that's but that that's it that's where i'm at this week Chappelle. how about you what are you up to uh, I am still here. Recap kickbacking, you know, uh, so make sure I'm, I'm just making sure I'm promoting everything, trying to get these, uh, YouTube shorts and reels out and things like that. So yeah, if you see it, repost it, you got to let people know that we're doing things over here on recap kickback. Is, you know, click like, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, because after 500 subscriptions, they start doing nice things for the kid and I start putting some paper, you know, start greasing these elbows, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so <laughs> listen, they, yeah, and we can start, you know, we can start just like, you know, getting you know guests that require money you know what i'm just saying so um, make sure you help us with by uh um uplifting the podcast 
liking, subscribing, wherever we get your podcast, five-star reviews only. Join the Facebook group because that is where you're going to get the loudest voice heard here. Uh, like if you thought your fave was not in our top five, it's probably because you sent it in a place that wasn't the Facebook group. So make sure mm-hmm. you let us know uh, what you want us to talk about. You can email us at recapkickback.com uh, at, oh, sorry, recap, repa- recapkickback at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, catch me in my other various locations on nothing but Netflix. I'll be guesting on the Love is Blind coverage for this up- upcoming season for the premiere with Mary and Jason on Rob has a podcast. Uh, my, Rob says, you know, and I are still talking about suits on our suit yourself podcast. We're talking about Pearson actually at this point, but you can join the conversation or go listen to our old coverage of every episode of suits that we did daily for the last three months. Um, check that out at suitspodcast.com. Uh, also, uh, Below Deck is back and Sasha and I are covering it on Rob Has a Podcast as well. So I'm here and there uh, but you can always follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with that and what I have coming up next. So well, Mari, uh, what about Abbott? Oh yeah. Abbott Elementary's back y'all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think it's going to be on Recap Kickback. What I might do is just do some coverage for Recap Kickback as far as like in our reels and our shorts, maybe some Instagram and, and, uh, and like Facebook group coverage. But Gia Worthy and I will still be talking about Recap Kickback on the Abbott Elementary A Post Show Recap feed. So you can subscribe to that to get the coverage for Abbott Elementary over there on that feed. Like I said, there'll be some crossover, but I don't think it's going to be in our main feed right there. We don't want to crowd it with too much content for you so quickly. Uh, But yeah, check that out and more. Of course, you know, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. I'll tweet all that out. Thanks to Tyrone and thanks to at Mari Talks Too Much. Uh, It's been a pleasure talking about these five greatest black comedies. So be on the lookout for the survey for the five greatest black romance movies uh it should be in our show notes it should be on our facebook group keep an eye out for it and then get your submissions in on time so that we can talk about your faves next week until next time uh you ain't gotta go home but you know the peace